0: forward pass goes off the stick, a left wing try, and it deflects into the goal! Jordan Greenway flipped it towards the
1: middle. Leonard was trying to figure out how to defend it from below the goal line, and it ended up behind him.
0: Back and forth, Fiala in the slot. The lefty passes right Caprizov. Bottom of the right circle. Fiala once again looks for an opening, feeds left, to shot, they score! Power play goal! And Minnesota ties it 2-2! Two
2: the believers out there, thanks for sticking with us. I know, you know, there were some doubters out there after the last game, but but uh, I knew our group would, would respond with a real good effort, and uh, we did that tonight.
0: Fiala from
2: Minnesota, the lefty,
0: speedily in. Save with the stick. No! The initial save was made, but now it trickles into the goal. Shove it in. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. And
2: we couldn't have even done this if it wasn't. Wait, I mean, how many how many
0: doubters do you think there are? Uh, ah, two in a row. The doubters are coming out of the woodworks at this point. Can you imagine yeah, how many doubters me. there are now? Two
2: losses yeah. in a row. Oh, uh, you got to be on. doubting the front office ability to, yeah, put, a yeah, to yeah, mean, this, put a full you know, team on the ice. Yeah, I mean, put a full team on the ice. I mean, I've the always doubters. doubted Chance and the,
0: and the reason Chance is around, but now I'm actually doubting some things that matter. I mean, two in a reason. row.
2: Come on, they should have put Chance on the ice last night. <laughs> they needed an extra skater, which, by the way, I don't know if it would be legal or not. But they they should have made Marc-Andre Fleury play, like, left wing last night. Why wouldn't it be legal? I don't know. Are you you allowed to not have a backup goalie? I feel like you have to have a backup goalie. Uh, Oh, look at get the
0: emergency kid in the – I wonder – here's the thing about the pandemic. They still must have that emergency kid in the
2: stands, right? Does that still exist in the pandemic? Yeah, he's he's locked in T-Mobile. He can't leave ever. Wow. He's just locked in some room at T-Mobile in case all the goalies (laughs) get hurt and they've got to summon him. Out of out of whatever closet he's in to come play in a game. All right, uh, we are gonna grade uh, events from the Golden Knights' loss great. last night. Here we go. Can't wait.
0: Grainy's grades.
1: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Grades, Grades. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Grady's Grades. God damn it, I hate Jack
2: Maddox! First topic to grade is Keegan Colasar not being able to score on Cam Talbot.
0: Okay, so this is gonna be is you know there's two two plays we have to talk about here, so we can't just go one grade. A-A-C-F. Oh, a A C F. Gotta give us five. A C yeah. F. So I think Talbot gets A's on both uh the second one. I'm gonna give him an A on, on, on the stick save. It might a- have been a little fortunate um, there, but I thought Colasar on the first one passed from Smith. I'm not gonna give it. You know, I'm not going to uh, wreck that one. I'll give him a C. I was really surprised, though, that as great a save as Talbot had, he did not wave his arm in six circles like Marc-Andre Fleury does when he makes <laughs> one of those saves. I thought it was like, you know, demanding of goalies that they rave their arm three times in a row so people can go crazy in the press box about, like, this incredible windmill saves. But um, the other one I wanted to talk to you about on the stick save, you've said this before, too. If you watch the stick save, when Keegan Colassar comes down, and obviously, uh, the net is open. Um, are you surprised more often, not yet again? It was a great move around him. But I just think sometimes they can lift the puck more. It's almost like I see this all the time, where they're either shooting low or shooting right into him. And you said it before, we're like, they don't lift the puck as much. Because if he lifts it just, what, like an inch, two more inches, it's it's past the stick. So I'm always amazed at that. And I look, it's, it's a hard sport, and we're sitting here, and it's very easy for us to say, why aren't you doing this? But they are pros, and that's one thing that
2: always stands out to me, that they aren't able to lift the puck more. So what's funny on the the one that Talbot saved with his stick is that if Kolasar had just slid it across the ice, it would have gone in because he right. did lift it off the ice a little yeah. bit, and Talbot True. smacked it away with the stick. But it, it, those two Kolasar shots, they get saved by Cam Talbot. I'll always tell you goalies are meatbags, but those were legitimately impressive like save. saves by Cam yeah. Talbot. But it still comes back to the same point I make about hockey every time. In both instances, Cam Talbot has like 25% or less of the net covered, and mm-hmm. Keegan Kolosar still couldn't score. Like you have mm-hmm. 75% or more of an open net to shoot at, and you still find a way to either find Cam Talbot's glove or put it in an area where Cam Talbot's stick can still get to it. Because there was, if he just slides it towards the far post... Right. Cam Talbot can't physically get that far across the crease to get back to it. Like, that's the, to me, almost always, when you see a great save, it's more about the shooter having a terrible shot than it is the goalie doing anything. Because Cam Talbot's just waving his stick out there hoping to get lucky. And he did because Keegan Colasar put it right where his stick was going. So unless it's a
0: windmill, unless it's a windmill.
2: My grades are going to be just for Keegan Colasar. Okay. F. And F. 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 Oh, back to back. Got to score. Got to score. The window is wide open. Put it in. All right, next topic. There was apparently, I didn't see it, wasn't at the game, but according to uh, reporters on the scene, there was an in-arena proposal at T-Mobile Arena last night.
0: A pass check. A pass (laughs) check. And the only reason I say this is the reason you and I love this, because at 9.30 – Besides all the freebies she took from the ratings the other day and and just was absolutely embarrassing on Twitter with the food, any in-arena proposal that we can bug Cassie Soto about, and I didn't see this proposal, I don't really care about this proposal, but I know it didn't involve her because I don't think that guy's ever proposing to her, I'm giving it an A-plus
1: pass.
2: Here is my A-plus pass. Did they get a discount on whatever you have to pay to do a proposal at T-Mobile Arena during a Golden Knights game? Because this is during a pandemic. There's not nearly as many people there. It's not nearly as cool to propose in front of 3,000 as opposed to 18,000. So I hope the guy who proposed got a discount. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if he did, but you'd hope it. Uh, they don't give many any discounts out there. It's kind of a
2: pricey Yeah, I know. So uh, You were talking about if they win the Stanley Cup, well, the price of a pencil. You know, they'd raise the prices of long. pencils at the it's armory. Numbers. Oh, right. So, try to do some Christmas the shopping there. Yeah, I don't know um, if this guy got a discount or not.
0: Oh, I don't know if he did either. It'd be nice if he did. I mean, good for him if he was able to talk them into that. But uh, I, I assume she said yes, because if she said no, it would have been on Twitter even more.
2: Yeah, well, I, I hope they say no at some point. That'll make it a lot more fun. All right. Next topic is Braden McNabb's hit on Kaprizov last night. Oh, um, all oh. in-arena proposals get an F.
3: F. Fail.
2: <laughs> now, Braden McNabb's hit on Kaprizov. Uh, D. D? Oh. D. Well, oh. here's the thing. What it The hit race.
0: was as – this was as hit as – Kaprizov, this was as much Kaprizov spinning into him than it's almost like it's a D because they more so than I know he like put his arms out, but I see it more as bumping into each other as some great big hit. I mean, if he doesn't spin back and try to uh, spin around him, there's no hit at all. So I I wasn't uh, I wasn't overly impressed with this.
2: Okay, the best part of hockey is when somebody skates with the puck through like three defenders and scores a goal, right? When there's great skating and great stick handling. That leads to a goal. That's the that's the most entertaining thing that can happen in the sport of hockey. The second best thing is when somebody's trying to do that, trying to spin around somebody, and the defenseman just lays that guy out. And that's exactly what Braden McNabb did. Cause do you Capricon, think he laid him out? Yeah, he I don't know. decked him. Kaprizov was trying well. to spin back to the center of the ice, and Braden McNabb yeah. just laid him out. Why am I not impressed at this? I mean, they ran into each other, it appears. I yeah, because CapriSov right. was trying to be fancy, and Braden McNabb was like, I'm standing here, dude. Mm. All right, all right,
3: let's go on. All Next right. topic, I you get impressed. more Braden McNabb. Braid on Braden McNabb. Oh, I keep doing that.
2: It's an A. Plus.
3: <laughs> oh, a no! gosh.
2: What no. a great hit. I
3: get all that right. it's grainy's grades, but you, <laughs> you can't just change how we do the segment. Top I can do whatever is, I want, Jared.
2: B. Top end is a B. Top end. Ah. <laughs> All right. Next topic is Braden McNabb's goal. Oh,
0: I, can't, I, I can't have a uh, grade for this because I want to say the letter, but we don't have it. So I'm going to say... What? Well, I'm going to say A with an asterisk because there needs to be an N in there. A.
1: Asterisk.
0: Yeah. So... I guess it's an A because it's the first goal of the season, so he needed to score, and good for him. But I just like that I can say, NABBER! NABBER! Because oh, I see a lot of NABBERs out there. So if NABBER got a goal, I'm going to say it's an A. All
2: right. Uh, Jared, give, give Ed an F. F. <laughs> um, but Br- So here, here's what was fascinating. I Br- Listen, Brad McNabb doesn't score goals. We know Brady no, McNabb is score. not a goal scorer. I was not aware, though, that he had played in 66 straight games without scoring a goal and that this was his first goal since November 21st of 2019. Like, we didn't even know there was going to be a pandemic. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't even know there was going to be a pandemic back then. That's when Braden McNabb scored. So Ed gets an F, but Braden McNabb gets an A. A. All right, next topic is Tomasz Nosik. He wasn't on the rundown. I gotta think about this guy. Oh, uh, was he not on the rundown? No uh, well, Oh, you gave him a well, grade,
0: anyways. Yeah, let me see here. I think he had a nice, some nice point. They actually traded this morning, if you or they changed this morning, if you saw. He ended up getting an assist, I think, on the nappers goal. So that's another point for him last night. And uh, I think the fact he wanted to fight people was good. So I'm gonna give him a solid B plus.
1: B plus.
2: So Tomasz Nelsic, and the reason I wanted to grade him, there's one reason why. The start of overtime, Pete DeBoer loves to use Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone in overtime. The problem, though, is neither Max Pacioretty or Mark Stone are centers. So to start overtime last night, Tomasz Nosek actually started overtime, took the face-off, he, he won, won, it, won right? the faceoff yeah. and then immediately, yeah. immediately skated to the bench so they could get Pacioretty and yeah. Stone together <laughs> on the ice. Like it was, hey, go in the face-off and then skate as fast as you can so we can get a good player on the ice. So Tomasz Nosik gets an A+. A plus. Oh, that's great. I love that. All right, the last one to grade, not in the Golden Knights game, but instead, the Buffalo Sabres where Jeff Skinner didn't have his stick but still found himself with a breakaway.
0: Uh well, I'm trying is Jeff I I can can he help us out on the uh the the U21 and the soccer or is this kid Canadian? <laughs> I don't actually know where Jeff. I-, I need to know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Jeff. <laughs> I I gotta help you know, because if he can help us out, he might have to play. going to uh, randomly others. be Croatian. Oh, he's, uh, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He can't help us out. But I'm sure you love this uh as he took the uh as he took the puck down with a little uh little dribbling with the feet. Um he, he turned it over there in the end, so he can't get that big of a grade. But just for ingenuity and creativity, I'll give this kid a solid B. B. The sport of
2: hockey gets an F, F because he gets, because he's able to do this. No, no, no. Because he's not allowed to score in that scenario. If he had skated down and kicked the puck into the net. It would not have counted. And I don't understand why. Like Jeff Skinner, he lost his stick but got a breakaway. He's kicking the puck from center ice near the goal crease, but he can't he, he knows he can't shoot. Like he's trying to kick pass to a teammate because that's the only way they can score. He should be allowed to kick the puck into the net in that scenario. Yeah, I agree with that because obviously uh
0: obviously pucks can go off skates and go in and, you know, you have to look at the replay in terms of, you know, was there a kick or was it just, you know, um, uh, blind luck that it happened that way. I would love to be able to. And here's the thing if Skinner could have kicked it, my guess is he would have elevated it better than Keegan Colasar did with <laughs> So I think he actually would have booted it in like above the goalie's pads and actually score. And Keegan Colasar <laughs> would be like, well, la- next time I need to use
2: my feet. Imagine being the goalie that gets scored on by a guy kicking oh, the puck that into that'd the box awesome. in that scenario. Five ball with the kick. So, Jared, did I give a grade on this? Yeah, I did. The sport of hockey gets an F. Big F for the sport. Let it, they should be allowed to kick it. They should be allowed. You should be allowed to pick the puck up and throw it with your hands into this, yes.
3: like a discus. That should,
2: yes, that should be allowed. I don't know why you wouldn't allow that in the sport. That would be way more entertaining if you could just throw it into the net. I would. Everybody would enjoy that. There's not a bad thing about that. Everyone would love it. All right. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Bishawspriest. But first. Here's your chance to win a two-foot sub from Sub. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We're going to take caller number four at 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100. This traffic report is brought to you by Roadrunner Saloon, a Bud Light Puck Party hangout. Accident on the off-ramp. That's the 215 Beltway southbound at Summerlin Parkway. Also an accident, 15 southbound near Cheyenne Avenue. Highs today, right around 90.
0: Bischoff's Briefs. I'm afraid we need to use
3: math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's Briefs.
1: Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz.
3: Bishop's Briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself.
2: I have good news for UNLV football. They are projected to win three games this season by sp plus including two games in mountain west play so a year after going 0-6 under marcus arroyo unlv is uh i think their win total is probably going to be one and a half or two and a half this season and i don't know that they'll be favored in many games uh at least in the preseason but sp plus projects three wins for unlv now the way sp plus works is it basically gives you a probability a percentage that UNLV could win each individual game and then you just add up those percentages to figure out how many wins you should get at the end of the season so the good news is that the total comes up to three the bad news is that UNLV only has is only going to be favored in one game and that is Utah State they have a 51 percent chance to beat Utah State after that New Mexico comes in they've got a 45 percent chance to beat New Mexico Even Eastern Washington, UNLV only has a 43% chance to be Eastern Washington this season. And then Hawaii is at 35%, uh, which leaves the rest of the schedule uh, as under 25% chance to win. San Diego State, San Jose State, Air Force, uh, UTSA, Fresno State, and Nevada, plus the two Power 5 teams in Arizona State and Iowa State, they're given a 1% chance to win either of those two games. So, The good news is they should win three games. The bad news is they're probably only going to be favored in one of those three games in the preseason.
0: Wow. Eastern Washington. Um, Well, you know, good FCS program. That's surprising. I mean, is there something we don't know? Um, That, that, I mean, Utah state, New Mexico, I think New Mexico just got a quarterback transfer in the other day. It's weird that I would know that about the Lobos. Yeah. What are you paying Um, attention to? That's very strange. Um, (laughs) Too much time on my hands. Uh, Eastern Washington's. I'd like to ask Brad Powers about that. That's. Are you not surprised at that, that it's not over 50%? Are they, I'll they? go look and see what they've done in this whole spring league. But, you know, you've played a spring league. I'm sure they have to give their kids time off after they play that and come back in the fall. That one shocks me. The other two don't surprise me. Utah State's been down. New Mexico's
2: been down. But the Eastern Washington one really surprises me. So to give you a break, quick breakdown here, Eastern Washington is three and one on their season. They lost a game at Idaho, but they beat Northern Arizona forty five to thirteen. They beat Idaho State forty six to forty two. And they beat Cal Poly sixty two to ten. They play tomorrow, so if you've got enough time on your hands, you can scout out UNLV's opponent for next year and watch him play UC Davis. Uh now, does <laughs> does I think
0: I'm pretty sure the Rebels have spring ball tomorrow? So, uh, is there yes. a rebel? Is there a rebel coach in charge of skipping that practice so they can look at Eastern oh, Washington? It's a good question. They got to
2: start breaking down Eastern Washington. They got to start breaking right that now. down. They got to break down that game, especially if they only have a forty-three percent chance of winning it. Yeah, but here, here's what I'm seeing: Eastern Washington's offense, 45, 46, 62 in the last three games. They are electric. Wow.
0: Well, <laughs> nah, never mind. I walk into that one, but um, that's uh, a <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, you think what do you th- you think the totals?
2: It can't be more than two at the books. It There's can't. no way it's more than two and a half. I I haven't looked. I don't no. know if they're out yet, but I would I would guess they probably put it at two and a half. But it could be as low as one and a half. Because listen, if you if, if the books and and normally the sports books are pretty close to what SP Plus puts out. Like it's not too far away in terms of the rankings of teams. So listen, if you put out hey preseason lines, UNLV is only going to be favored in one game. You could put it at one and a half. That's not the craziest thing, but I, I think it'll probably end up being two and a half just because New Mexico's on the schedule, Eastern Washington's on the schedule. Like, those are games that it's not going to take some crazy outcome for UNLV to win. Right. So, two, I, one and a half's possible, but I guess they put it at two and a half, and UNLV ends up winning two or three games this season, would be my guess. What is a successful season after going 0-6? One and 11, right? I mean, win one of them?
0: No, come on. In his second year, with a, when, and it's the importance of a spring ball, as I've heard, how important oh, it is. God. Oh, Lord. Have you, have um, you read
2: their website? Uh, no.
0: no, no. I, is, I just hear I hear the spring ball is very important.
2: UNLV's been, uh, they're, they're writing stories at UNLVRebels.com to cover right. spring practice. And they keep talking about how long it's been since Marcus Arroyo got to have a spring ball and how he was the head coach for over 400 days before he got to have spring practice. Like, that's the only thing that matters, is that, oh, they didn't have spring practice last year. That's why they went 0-6. A lot of teams didn't have it. They are pretty good. Yeah, New Mexico didn't even have a home I mean, game last pand- season. The pandemic kind game. of wiped everyone out, didn't it? I don't know. No, only UNLV. UNLV is the only one, Ed. Yeah. Hearing a lot about culture also culture oh you gotta fix the culture you gotta
0: fix. that's like it's just not a royal but it's always if there's more cliches in football it's i signed with them because i love the coaching staff and two when new coaches come in i gotta rebuild the culture like it's it's almost like on you know index cards of what you have to say and it's always the culture like the culture like Saban could leave next year, and the guy, the next guy, would be like, you know, this culture around here. I don't know we we, we got to rebuild the culture because I don't know what was going on before I got here. But and and again, a preface it with he's, you know, you can know he's not the only one. That's every new coach. But I always laugh at that, and I always laugh at I signed because I really fit with these coaches. The coaches in the they're oh, like family, the family they're atmosphere. Like family. That's another thing. Yeah, yes, family. It's like family.
2: Uh, do you think Mark it's Torrelli like family something- until I don't play, and then I'm in the transfer portal. <laughs> Do you think Marcus Arroyo needs to fix the culture of his 0-6 team? See, that's when I—that's a good point because usually the
0: culture stuff comes before you've coached a game, right? Right. So yes. you come in, you look at things. Like Tony Sanchez came in and said, what's wrong with this carpet? It's 100 years old. Can we get some new carpet? <laughs> um, and usually that's when they come in and say, oh, it's culture. But you've already had six games. I don't know whose culture you're fixing still.
2: When you yes, when you've been the boss for over a uh, four hundred days, I don't know that you can complain about the culture anymore because no. I think that's that at that point it's your culture that needs to be fixed. Yes, it's your culture, culture four hundred days later. But you know, be no, football. Yeah, we'll see how this season goes for. Maybe they'll win a game. Maybe they'll win three. Uh, but I, I, in all seriousness, I think one in eleven is a successful season. You do. Well, okay. What what are our? This expectations? is some
0: non-Tyler Bischoff of you.
2: Well, what are our expectations are for them to go two and ten or three and nine. Who cares if they go two and ten or three and nine? That record sucks. So does one and eleven. Just do, <laughs> just don't go zero and twelve, right? The reason I'm saying one is a success is because you didn't go zero and twelve. If they go, if they win one, two, or three games, that's all the same to everybody. Nobody is looking back and say, "Oh, actually, okay, let me." Let me amend I this I don't for know him. about that. I don't know. I'll, listen, one and three, it's all the same. Let me amend this for you. Win the cannon. That's it. That is the only thing that matters next year. Beat Nevada.
0: I don't know that Reno quarterback's coming back. He's, he's, they are. He's They're good. good against They're pretty good.
2: Um, and looking looking at SP+, uh, Nevada is the third toughest game for UNLV to win this season. They have a 1% chance against Iowa State, a 1% chance against Arizona State, and an 11% chance against Nevada. So, well.
0: Not like Brad likely, Powers but beat them. Go ahead. Brad Powers tweeted out Arizona State's spring ball yesterday. I saw two plays. It's not going to be an easy game. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy was running past everybody for like a 90 yard touchdown. And then minute, on please. the other one, the quarterback threaded the needle in the back of the end zone. I'm like, those guys will be difficult to beat for you, Wait a
2: minute. Can we add this to Henry Ruggs is fast, Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota is big, that yes. now. UNLV might struggle with Arizona State? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah. Watching two plays off their spring ball yesterday, <laughs> I said they look pretty good. What are you doing with your life that you're watching highlights of <laughs> Arizona State's spring practice and you know about New Mexico football transfers? It's a, it's a very pathetic existence. What's happened? Is I'm this what you watch. did to not watch the Dodgers yesterday?
0: Uh... No, I, I kind of glanced. And I was at the gym glancing at them, but I was so mad at them for all the mistakes they were making. I, I then turned to the other. There was another TV above my treadmill, and it was Justin Bieber's video song, so I watched that one instead, instead of the Dodgers. <laughs> I all watched right, Justin come, Bieber in One Direction.
2: Coming up next, Cassie Soto.
1: She is a used Honda Civic, hates 50% of her dogs, and will never get engaged. Time to mock Raiders.com's Cassie Soto on the Press Box.
2: Good morning, Cassie.
1: What's going to happen when I do get engaged? Are we going to get a redo that? (laughs) You think you're getting engaged?
2: You think you're getting engaged? I still have hope. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so worried about something that's never going to happen, Cassie? I don't know.
1: Hey, I agree with you on one thing, finally. What? A one and in, one in nothing is the same as three and nothing. And See? the whole point is to just win the Reno game.
2: See, Ed, I told you. Nobody's going to think any different of the season if they go one and 11 or three and nine because both suck. Just at least win one of the games and preferably the one against the rival I mean, that everybody cares about.
0: Why would she care? She's just going to be taking freebies from UNLV. So she's you know <laughs> I don't think she's going to care about the scores They're giving out freebies. Oh, I'm there.
1: What? I don't think UNLV is serving out waggy beef. <laughs> Just saying.
3: I mean, also, like, why would UNLV credential someone for Raiders.com?
2: That's true. That's, That's a good point. That's a good point. A good point. <laughs> um, so, Cassie, we need, uh, we need a follow-up here on your accidental investigative journalism. Um, how mad are Raiders fans at Jonathan Abram for not reaching out to Charles Woodson?
1: So mad. So upset. <laughs> um... <laughs> Holy moly, I did not expect that tweet to blow up the way it did. I think that's, like, my most interactive tweet or whatever. Um, like, 40,000 views, a ton of comments, and people are just like, oh, like, why would he reach out? It's not like he's, uh, you know, not the greatest player on the field. Like, people were going in and tagging him. So maybe that was my mistake that I tagged Jonathan Abram, but whatever. So other fans also tagged him, and I think that that's what pushed the agent to say, hey, he has reached out. Um, And fans also didn't appreciate that because they were like, "Um, he's reaching out to a Hall of Famer like
3: a booty call
1: (laughs) on an Uh, Instagram DM. So fans were not happy.
3: I mean, you also, as Raiders, like you work for Raiders.com, you're not supposed to make the rookie safety, well, the second year safety look bad.
0: Why are you doing controversial stuff over at Raiders.com?
1: All I did was post a video that I thought, like, caught my attention, and I I don't know, I guess I didn't fully think it through. So that's the, that's the last uh, investigative journalism I'm going to try to be doing here.
2: Well, that's what you say, but you also got uh, Derek Carr and Darren Waller in trouble at the... Darren Waller Gallo, where they weren't wearing masks last year. Oh, I didn't even think of that. This has been a, right. this has been a pattern with her. Cassie gets everybody yes. in the Raiders in trouble. They're gonna have to stop letting her in.
1: So you know what's so funny? I avoided like asking questions for a minute because I'm like, these guys are not gonna want to talk to me, and uh, and I you're talked, too busy eating food. You know, you know how we usually are, like, oh, Cassie Soto, Las Vegas Review Journal slash Raiders dot com, when we introduce ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't saying that, so hopefully they weren't like, "Oh yeah," because if I said Cassie Settle, what if they, for you know, some chance knew my name and that I cost them fifty thousand dollars, and they didn't want to answer my question? Did, so I didn't. did you
0: raise I didn't. your Did you raise your hand and then pause because you needed a bite of that Snickers dessert before asking a question?
1: Oh, stop your snickering dessert cocktail! <laughs> wow.
0: Oh, oh God, it's embarrassing.
1: So good, it was so good, Ed. You would have loved it. It oh. was ice, not isn't that your jam? Ice cream, dessert, drink?
0: Yeah, yeah, because I pay for it on myself. I don't go as a member of Raiders.com and take free stuff. I, 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 I'm at home if I want it, I'll go and pay for it
1: myself. They kept bringing it, and I wasn't gonna tell them to stop so. <laughs>
2: so Whatever. i don't i don't know that there's ever been a media event that sounds more like jared justice than hey a restaurant is opening we're going to give you free food and drinks and jared didn't even show up to it oh that's right
3: my upstairs neighbor's apartment flooded and i had to wait to talk to the super about water damage
2: oh that can happen later that that can wait jared why, why is that yeah. important there was free food and drinks
3: because I am the like in the the, the the hetero life mate relationship that I'm in with my roommate, I he provides more of the rent and he was not home, so you know this is like me doing the dishes. I gotta I gotta I gotta bring something to the table. Just
2: saying, you great. missed out. What
1: what an event to welcome us back to like quote unquote normalcy. Oh, it was so good.
2: Cassie. Who else? Who oh, are you get in trouble next from the Raiders?
1: Oh, should I yeah, I was I think, gonna I, say I, I don't even have to plan it. It kind of just happened.
2: Can we put
3: it to a fan vote? <laughs>
1: okay. So I got Darren Walmer, Derek, Carr. that was like a duo. That was like a two for one. And then Yeah, Jonathan Abram. Who else?
0: Do you are you surprised uh, in our world? I'm always surprised at this because there's no questioning. Mean, we want people to read our stuff and watch your stuff. The things that trigger fans, like for like you just said, I mean, it's like I don't know how many thousands of hits you got on that one, but fans are triggered by, I don't know, by, by bizarre things sometimes that you when you go out and do a story, you kind of have to look for that. Like, what can trigger people to really, you know, respond to something?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like that's anything though with the Raiders. Like, even like my press conferences, you know, when when like when I tweet out um, what like what they're saying. Um, and people are just, like, they'll ha- always have something to say. Even even if the player's like, oh, yeah, like, this is great. I can't wait to be here, like, Yannick Ngakwe. I can't wait to be, you know, proud to be a part of this team. Someone was like, that's his fourth team in seven months, whatever. And it's just like, dude, like, can you enjoy
3: something so, for once? So you're saying that the Raiders fans are kind of, like, wimpy? Like, they, they take everything too whoa, whoa, personally? Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because that's <laughs> not a good way to stay
3: at Raiders.com.
1: No, no. Didn't
2: say that. Didn't say that. Not say that. Oh, poor Cassie. All right, we need your opinion, Cassie. Uh, We did not see it. I don't know if you saw it, but there was apparently a proposal at the Golden Knights game last night. Um, We know you like in-arena proposals. Do you like an in-arena proposal when it's only like 3,000 people instead of 18 or 19,000 people?
1: Twenty percent capacity. Come on, my guy. We're gonna be at fifty percent hopefully soon. You know, just wait a few more months.
2: Oh my god! I
0: just I had a you know flashback I, of my twenty year olds love, with though? my guy. Jeez.
1: I love, I love that a fan tweeted Tyler and I on Danny's tweet. <laughs> like that's like, like yes. Anything regarding in arena proposals, is, in arena proposals is like, oh, Cassie and Tyler's brand. Here you go.
2: Yes. And that happened
1: my- a couple times. Fans will tag us.
2: Yes, Michael Perkins. Thank you for that. You have a brand, Cassie, and your brand is not being engaged.
1: Not being engaged in getting players in trouble.
2: <laughs> so just just so we're clear, you would not be thrilled with an with a proposal in a twenty percent full arena. You want that to be weighted <laughs> out so you can get even more people looking at you. She
3: has literally told us she wants the whole reason she wants an in stadium proposal is so that forty thousand people have to stare at her. Like, she doesn't, I'm surprised that she cares who is the one proposing.
1: (laughs) At this point, 10 years, wait, going on 10 years, like, I just, I don't know. I'm going to need, it's going to be, it's got to be something good. The poor guy did it to himself. It's got to be something real good.
0: I don't think he's very concerned. (laughs) What do you mean he did it? He did it to himself. It doesn't appear that he's very worried about how this is perceived.
1: Yeah, he's not. He really doesn't care no. about anything. <laughs> I, I don't think he,
0: uh, I don't even think he understands you want to get married at this point. He's just kind of living his life, playing so, playing soccer when he should be visiting your parents. He appears to have a great life, this guy.
1: <laughs> Very and low here stakes. I am, here I am waiting on him while he gets his car serviced because I was so nice instead of letting him wait at the dealership for an hour. I came to come pick him up. Look at me. I'd go uh, out of my way for this guy. God.
2: Wow. wow, You're so nice, Cassie. You I are know. so nice. Unbelievably nice. Uh, do you think he's not going to propose to you because you have too many plants in your house? <laughs> no,
1: he loves the plants.
2: He loves the plants? You've got, got like a hundred one.
1: plants. I do. Oh, it happened real quick. Oh,
2: God. It's a little concerning. And they concerning. All have how
1: many...
3: Oh, God. How God. many of you games. killed? Oh, How nice. many have you
2: killed? Cassie, how many, how have, many died? have I killed? Two. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, you that's are a weird.
3: murderer. That's lower and a calathea. Oh. I mean, a, what?
1: a calathea. It's like one of the most dramatic plants um that
0: you
3: have,
1: I guess. Do yeah, we they have need a calathea? A of, <laughs> do you need a ton of humidity?
0: Bond, do we have a calathea? Bond. No, we don't have one of those.
1: Yeah, no. They need a ton of humidity and obviously Las Vegas is not known for its humidity.
3: So you had to get you'd have to get the plant a like humidifier? I got two. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh no. Oh,
1: no. If, you, if you go back and watch that video, you'll see like the mist. It's a it's a big black machine like on the center one. Yeah, I bought like a $50 humidifier for my boy. Boy,
0: you are making a lot of money at raiders.com. I know, my goodness. <laughs> Look at all, all this. Mess. Look at all all the things on you're on buying.
1: Planning, is going to plans.
0: Well, yeah, I mean exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you never have to worry about a dress.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
2: oh man. Uh, what what plant is about to die, Cassie? You've only killed two so far. Which one's barely holding on?
1: Um, I have my Oxalis triangularis is kinda doing is is not that's doing not the best.
2: That's not it's real. Called, no, that's, a ma- up, that's a made up name. That's a made up, a up name. Purple, Nobody knows what Google
1: that it, means. Google it right now. Purple shamrock. It's really pretty. It opens and closes. Um in the at nighttime it closes and then in the morning it opens up to get all the sun. But it's a little finicky right now, so that one I'm trying to, What's, I'm trying to keep alive.
0: You, you're you're spending a lot of time with these plants. Uh, obviously, uh, you've given up. The dogs become boring to you. Obviously, you had it for a while. You you put all these pictures out about how cute it was. Now you've just kind of moved on from that dog.
1: He's actually right behind me. We're gonna go hiking right now. Oh, so no, the, we're good. The, the, Where's good, the other the, dog, Cassie. Yeah, Where's the, the good older dog?
3: dog? The good dog yeah. is behind her.
2: The
1: yellow yeah. Uh, yeah, guy, big fellow. Where's the other one? at home.
2: Oh, oh she ditched him. Oh, Jesus my God. Just God. left him at home. Oh. Poor Champ. Oh, God. God. I know, I know.
1: Don't
0: That's you think funny. Champ needs some exercise, too? Don't, you know, he probably needs more exercise than the little one.
1: He goes on walks. on walks with him. Taking him on a okay. hike is just so okay. unenjoyable. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't. Archie I'm Archie
0: goes him. to the hike. Champ goes to the mailbox. That's really <laughs> an equal <laughs> setting. That's really an equal setting there of the hiking for the, to- for the two dogs unbelievable
2: oh we gotta we gotta we gotta get champ out of here ed we gotta go and have a rescue mission for champ
0: oh god we tyler and i are dog people we would treat champ so much better that's right i mean so much better
3: i have an open policy at this particular studio so uh whenever we're back in studio champ official dog of the press
2: box
1: was gonna bring
2: champ in and then you guys got sent home well what do you want us uh, to do about uh, it cancel the pandemic yeah,
3: the dogs didn't get corona in fact they're the ones that are better at testing for it yeah
1: <laughs> so, yeah next time i will definitely bring champ
3: next pandemic
1: well, yeah
2: <laughs> she is cassie soto um i'm sure she'll be getting henry Ruggs in trouble here very soon cassie thank you thanks
0: thanks oh Creators. my God. cassie soto
3: Okay, Boy. two things that we need to, like, comment on before we go to break. First of all, Ed, chef's kiss to Bon! <laughs> <laughs> just, just genuinely.
0: <laughs> we have not We care. have a lot of plants. I mean, she has a lot of plants, Bon oh. does. I mean, they're all over the house, but obviously we don't have that one.
3: I do. I, like, hey, I'm just saying we haven't taken advantage of the fact that, like, you two are both home very yes. often. We should have been doing that. Um... Oh. And then the second thing is, she is sitting waiting to pick someone up from getting their car serviced, and she has a dog that she's going to go take hiking afterwards. Ooh, what is her life?
0: Oh, well, she does. That. She, I mean, that like we said, that kid's got the greatest life in the world. Uh, the, the boyfriend. He's never going to propose. She does everything for him. He's home with the dogs and the plants. He plays soccer on the weekends when he's supposed to be with the in-laws or the you know the pseudo in-laws. I mean, why would that guy ever give up anything? That she's waiting around him like this kid's the smartest kid in the world. He gets everything. There's no real commitment here without the ring. Why would this guy ever back out of this?
2: Oh, he's doing, he's doing well. He's I mean, he's,
0: well. he he is now dating the lead reporter for Raiders.com. You can't get yet. <laughs>
3: That's okay, so that's the other thing. We gotta we um was it Laramie Tunsil that during the draft, like right after right before he was supposed to get picked, a picture of him with a gas mask bong showed up <laughs> on his Twitter yes. page. Yes. I yes. need whoever the Raiders yes. are about to pick, or Cassie to tweet out like <laughs> Oh, the guy that I'm hearing the Raiders are gonna pick is this guy and sends out a picture of something like just like uh, yes. Is that him kicking a pigeon?
0: Uh, if anyone could get the ra- the strap pick in trouble, we know who it is.
2: Cassie Soto. All Cassie right. Cassie Soto. Coming up next, we end this week with uh, – I don't know what we end the week with. You'll find out with me. You can just simply pitch around Ramirez. Keep walking him. Don't give him anything to hit.
1: The next guy, the good pitch is down the middle he won't swing at. Put the balls down around his ankles. He hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Reyes hit in the clutch last year, huh? no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not an no, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me I'm you are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, Get you on. stupid Get idiot. On. You're, you're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather, weather that proves what an I'm ignoramus you man. are. I'm Get
2: off our show. Fair-weather idiot. All
0: right, we're going to move on here. Um, 844-289-1421. Didn't even have the courtesy to call me by my name. I've got a few names I'd like to call.
1: You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney
2: and Bischoff underscore Tyler. That was Bruce Drennan doing a post-game show for the Cleveland baseball team's first game of the season. Can you imagine if Bruce <laughs> Drennan,
0: for whatever reason, got a new job here in Vegas, and someone called in and said Flurry didn't have a good job, a good, uh, good game last night? <laughs> What we would hear from Bruce Drennan if someone insinuated Mark andre Fleury didn't have a good job, it'd be crazy. Yeah, Bruce is pretty fired up for the for the opener. Um, I never re- – I look, I don't know Bruce Drennan. I saw this as well yesterday. But give me your percentage, uh, both of you, on – because, you know, we do we do radio, uh, uh, you know, some days. But give me your percentage on how much of it's shtick and how much you ever really believe that's the guy.
3: Uh
2: in that case, it sounds like it's about 50-50. Yeah, I'd say okay. so, because he right.
3: started laughing at the end of it. Yeah, he laughed yeah. at the end. I mean, yeah. I like, would—go I, I, ahead, Tyler.
2: I was going to say, I think he was genuinely annoyed with that caller suggesting that they— what well, I don't even know what they were suggesting. You can pitch around You can yeah. pitch around uh, Jose Ramirez because Reyes can't hit or something like that. Right. I think he was genuinely annoyed that the caller said that and started to call him an idiot, and then just it escalated from there into him being— uh, you know putting on a show for the rest of us which i appreciate
0: oh it's great i mean it's good to watch it's just <laughs> I, every time i watch one of those i'm like okay but are you not that guy or you want to be that guy for whatever you know to have that kind of you know that kind of reputation I, I agree with 50 50. he probably thought it was a stupid um opinion in terms of what the guy said but then he would like jared made the best point he he kind of laughed in the end so it's like all right you just Kind of screaming, some. Can you imagine that guy twenty games in? My God, that team
3: stinks. Hey man, there's a lot of people who get paid by teams that are like, okay, it is my job to protect this team. Let me throw this cape on, and that is my job. I need to protect their legacy against all these fans. Uh,
2: Absolutely, Jared. Let can we play it again? Like this is we really don't have time. We don't. Okay, all right. Well, I'll I'll read this tweet because Brad Powers. Apparently, Brad Powers knows who Bruce Drennan is because Brad Powers tweeted yesterday. For those that don't know, Bruce Drennan's home was raided by the FBI as part of a sports gambling ring, and he went to jail for tax evasion. As soon as Bruce Drennan got out of jail, he started a show called All Bets Are Off. Okay so, okay, so now that's, we know that, more that, about Bruce that is Drennan. the
3: guy, and uh, yeah, all right. Yes, um, The one thing I will say, and this is a lot with, uh, especially like Francesa, that mm-hmm. interaction is funny. I cannot imagine listening to a call-in show daily. Like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I haven't listened to a call-in show. The best part of Francesa is the fact that there's an entire Twitter account where... He takes a caller. The caller says, Well, you said this. And he goes, I never said that. And then they cut to him three months earlier <laughs> saying the exact same thing. Yeah. But, you know, three hours of calls? Dear
2: God. No. So,
0: yeah, uh, that's a tough thing. It's a tough one. You got to be really fortunate, really good one, but also really fortunate on who you're getting to call.
2: Right. Because in, in, I mean, in sports radio, callers are either. The best part of the show, as we just yes. heard, Bruce Drennan going off on this guy, or the worst part of the show? because And the problem is, 90% of the time, it's the worst part of the show. Because the rest of the audience, the rest of the listeners, they're not listening to hear random caller call in and give some opinion on... Jose Ramirez is the only guy that can hit for Cleveland or something like that. They're watching to, to listen to the actual host and the content they come up with. But 10% of the time, you knock it out of the park with something like we saw with Bruce Drennan, and it's the greatest thing anybody's ever heard.
0: Flurry's going to lose his job. Reaction
2: 364 <laughs> 1100. You're an idiot and you don't know hockey, Ed. You <laughs> ignoramus.